And uh, this is our sixth IDA meeting, and I love the early morning meetings. I don't know why. It's probably being married to an anesthesiologist who's up and out the door <laughs> before the sun comes up. Um, I'm going to tell you a funny story. When Lee had emailed me and asked me to do this, I thought about the do's and don'ts, and uh, because they're, you know, hands-on, I can. They're simple. They're short. I can follow direction pretty well, <clears throat> and so I knew that's what I wanted to do. So uh, Tuesday, before we were going to leave on Wednesday, I started thinking, you know, I really need to print those up in case there's newcomers and they don't know where they are in the literature. And then I started thinking, well, you know, it'd be nice to laminate the cards and <laughs> have them all ready. So I go to Office Depot and buy a laminating machine because I, I rationalized it thinking, I have little kids. I can laminate all their little drawings and hang them up. So I get home and I put the laminating machine in the dining room and... About 4.30 in the afternoon, I open it up and start taking all the stuff out. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm trying to put the stuff in the cartridge and all this. And finally, my husband's in the study, and I yell, David, come help me. He said, what is this? Well, it's a laminating machine, and I'm going to laminate these cards. And he's just looking at me. But he helped, you know, get all the stuff. And finally, by the end of it, after we got one laminated, I said, would an alcoholic be doing this before their talk? And he's like, oh, hell no. And I said, okay. <laughs> so mind you, there's four laminated, because that's all I could tolerate to do. And I figured y'all wouldn't care anyway. But if you're new and you want a laminated version, here they are. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. So uh, when I was new to Al-Anon, um, the literature talks about that our thinking becomes distorted and we become irritable and unreasonable without knowing it, and that was me. And uh, my first sponsor told me, you know, that I just needed to keep it simple and because I want to complicate things. And so she told me about the slogans, you know, first things first and how important is it and easy does it and then the do's and don'ts. And... Um, they're found, actually, in this piece of literature, although Jane just told me there was an original, original version of them in another piece of literature that they sound very interesting, and I'm going to have to find those about be cheerful and <laughs> such things. But anyway, they're in this piece of uh, conference-approved literature called Alcoholism, the Family Disease. And uh, I know I must have read this before, but it's sort of like my daily meditation. I've read every page in it, but some days I go, I've never read that before. Uh, but on the opposite page of the do's and don'ts where they're listed, it has these thoughts to live by. And if you've never read these, these are some really neat little little phrases and sayings. So I'm going to read these if, you, um, if you've never read them. Actually, I'll read my laminated version. <clears throat> um, the do's. Do forgive. Do be honest with yourself. Do be humble. Do take it easy. Tension is harmful. Do play. Find recreation and hobbies. Do keep on trying whenever you fail. Do learn the facts about alcoholism. Do attend Al-Anon meetings often. And do pray. And the don'ts. Don't be self-righteous. Don't try to dominate, nag, scold, and complain. Don't lose your temper. Don't try to push anyone but yourself. Don't keep bringing up the past. Don't wallow in self-pity. Don't make threats you don't intend to carry out. Don't be overprotective, and don't be a doormat. <clears throat> and, you know, one thing I love about coming to conferences is that um, I get to hear how everybody does it, their Al-Anon program differently. You know, I've learned that someplace there's no open meetings, and they're all closed meetings, and 
and sometimes people share in AA meetings and other like where we are you don't and uh, there's also some do's and don'ts that we are in my meetings we read these at every meeting but there's been some additions to them and I'm going to give you a couple of those um, on the do is do develop an attitude to match the facts and that's important for me to hear because sometimes I, the facts are way over here and my attitude is way down here and they're going to meet in the middle somewhere but that's helpful for me um, <clears throat> there's, there's more don'ts and I think that's probably telling. The ones I could remember were uh, don't resent the method of recovery. That was real important for me when I first got into the program because I resented uh, the fact that AA had my husband and I didn't. Now, mind you, he almost died as a result of his disease, but somehow I, you know, resented the fact that these people were going to save his life. Now, is that thinking distorted? You know, most definitely. Um, the second one is don't expect immediate contented sobriety. Um, I, I, like a lot of people, wanted microwave recovery, you know, stick it in there, let's get it on with it and out. And I was thinking about it last night, you know, um, how you want a baked potato and there's the microwave version, which you just like wash it, put, punch a hole in it and put it in there and push the buttons. And then it comes out and it's like, it's an okay baked potato. It's just quick, you know, but you don't really enjoy it. But when you take it and you wash it, you put the olive oil on it and you punch all the little holes and you wrap it up in the foil and you stick it in the oven and it takes twice as long but then you unwrap and it's really good see that's like my recovery you know I can get the microwave version of it that's just sort of okay or I can take the time and don't expect immediate contented sobriety and secondly not immediate contented serenity in myself because that took a long time coming you know and the work I put into it is what I get out um the next don't is don't argue with a drunk alcoholic. I've heard don't argue with a sober one either. Um, so take, take what want that. <laughs> uh, this next one, I never did this, but I heard a lot of people that have is it don't use it if you loved me appeal. You know, if you loved me, you wouldn't be acting da-da-da-da. Or if you loved me, you would do this for me. Um, and the last one is don't hide liquor or pour it out. So those are some, and maybe in y'all's areas, y'all have some other ones that, that are on there. Um, and, you know, as I as I was contemplating all this, I, I realized that I can still sometimes fall into the habit of just applying these kind of things to my behavior with the alcoholic or the people in my life that that exhibit the, the, the symptoms of the disease. And, and what I realized is, you know, I can take these, these things and apply them to myself, like do forgive. Well, do forgive myself, you know, for things that I've done. Um, and another one is, you know, don't try to dominate, nag, scold, and complain. I can nag and scold and complain to myself in my head about my own my own stuff. And so it was really kind of neat for me to see that, you know, I can apply these to myself and not just use them to these other people. And I think that's kind of that self-care that I heard talked about last night. Um, and a challenge for me, um, I like to come to this conference every year. I try to think of something I'm going to try to work on through the year, and most of the time I make it about three months, and then <laughs> I forget what was it I was going to work on. But I do write it down, and I try to remind myself by the next conference. And um, I've heard you that taking these do's and don'ts and just using one of them and say, I'm going to put it on a Post-it note and stick it on my car and just say, I'm going to try that. Um, do be humble this week. Or do play, find something new that I like to do, 
and, and share that with other people or put it on my mirror. That doesn't work very well for me, but having three small kids, I'm in the car a lot. <laughs> so I can, you know, stick it, stick it on there. Sometimes if I find a neat, uh, in the morning meditation, putting it on somewhere that I'm going to see it all day long or, and it, and it does seem to help exactly when I need it. Um, you know, I put on this, uh, card, this little tool, the tools on here and, um, the butterfly and, because I think of of the do's and don'ts and, and the slogans and so many parts of what this program has given me as the big book talks about that um, simple kit of spiritual tools. And that has another story. I couldn't remember where it was in the book, you know. And I kept, I said, David, where is that in the book? I don't know. And we went to the bookstore and couldn't find it on a card and asked somebody else. They said, oh, you got to go to this website and type in da-da-da. And we were by the pool. And you know how we found it? You just read the book. <laughs> it's in there on page 25. <laughs> so keep it easy, you know. Um, but I can see these as um, the, that they're tools in my program. And I, uh, I thought about this a couple years ago that, you know, have you ever gotten a gift? And I can picture this package in my mind like it's a big box and it has gold paper and it has that tool ribbon and it's all coming out. And somebody puts it on the table and I look at it and I think, man, that's for me. And it looks beautiful. And I know that there must be something great inside and I can't wait to open it. But I got to sit and wait a couple days. You know, it's like Christmas. It tempts you. And so then I start thinking, well, wonder what's in there. Um, is it going to be the right size or is it going to be broken or am I have to take it back or maybe it's not what I really want? And then suddenly I was so excited about this wonderful thing that's been freely given to me, but instead I take it and put it on a shelf because I'm too afraid to open it because maybe I'll be disappointed or maybe it won't work or maybe it's not right. And that's what I do when you all give me these tools and I don't use them. You know, it's just like having an unwrapped package. They're there. They're free for me to use. I get to try them on and see if it works. If it doesn't work, I don't have to use it. But that's what I do when I don't make myself available to simple things like this. And um, I've had a tough couple months. And um, Joan was lovely and listened to me a couple nights ago go on and on about it. And, um, and I realized that sometimes I just have to keep it simple. And it's okay not to be in a good place. And that maybe I do have to do, okay, do forgive. That's all I can do today, forgive myself. And um, and so this has been exactly when I needed to do this was right today to see that that I need to apply these things to me and, and keep it simple. And, and that's the beauty of this program. So if you want to at your tables, go around. And if you if you like this and there's something you use on here, talk about that. Or if you think that there might be something you might like to focus on, you can do that too. And um, for those who came in late, if you have a red dot and this is your first IDA, here's a laminated version. <laughs> and if you want to know more, you'll have to buy the tape and find out what that means. <laughs> so, but I appreciate Lee for um, for asking me to do this, and um, and thank you very much.